whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. Do you want to hear the story about the time I worked on a production of Grease and we didn't have the rights? Well, then listen on. We joined the conversation already in progress. So I'd be remiss if I didn't have a Sam French literary manager on my podcast and didn't ask some specific playwriting questions oh, for publication. Sure, sure. This is not, you, you suddenly, <laughs> it's not an interrogation, <laughs> it's not a deposition. If my tone suddenly got weird, that, I'm sorry about that. Um, but uh, question one, when is the off-Broadway publication? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I did appreciate, I will say, I'll tell this story. So at the, when you, we all got our playwriting hats and booklets last year when we got, when we won, you did say like, and, the, and your publication will be out before next year's festival. And I was like, I greatly appreciate that honesty. I greatly appreciate that. Sort well, like, because similarly, because we got to give it out. So, well, we yeah. got to We got to We got to give it out. And because we have, like you said, it wasn't just you who won. It was mm-hmm. uh, nine people, I yeah. think, or something like something that. Like that. Because we had a three person team right. Uh, write one of the musicals that won alongside you. And um, the, just the logistics of, the process of putting something into a book yeah. and making it available for licensing um, is it takes a long time. And sure. you're also working with several, several people. Um, you got to get paperwork from all of us. You got to get <laughs> final versions from everybody. Yep. It's not yet. It's a little, it's a little wrangling cats. I totally get that. But yep. I appreciated the candor and be like, don't ask. It'll be out by <laughs> August next year sometime. Please don't ask me when it's coming. It's also really nice too because then I get to say, and if it's before August of next year, you get a good surprise. Right. <laughs> It's true. Very good point. Hey, guess what? Yeah, it's May it's and you heard it already. It's all set. Um, but so a couple of things that people, especially um, uh, younger theaters and college students. Sure. Who run up against uh, a couple of, uh, I'll, uh, mainly from my experience, and I'll, I'll sort of relate these back to questions, but uh, uh, things that I've gotten in discussions with people about before um, is uh, not following the script so much. Hmm. Yeah, um, not and this has never been a problem of mine, but I have often gone to see college work, especially college student-produced work, where uh, you guys have the goat, or who is Sylvia? Uh, I'll be playing. We we have split rights with Albie, so I'm not sure particularly about that show because sure. there are some Albie shows that we only have like the pro rights, and then some versus the That's amateur. That's fine. I won't I won't even mention the theater company. It doesn't matter. But uh, I'm not sure that they paid for the rights at all. And if they oh, did, fun. yeah, I know. Um, I'll tell you a fun story about me and that in a minute. But um, they did a production of the goat, and they added a Greek chorus to it, which, for those of you who don't know, Was Edward Albee, <laughs> he is the—I mean, I think—the most controlling playwright in American theater. Certainly, like you know, yeah, he's I not mean, alive anymore, but right? Like the, but he was when he was—I mean, he's famous in D.C. for shutting down a Howard University production of *Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf* because mm-hmm. it had an all African American cast. He then came down and saw it and, and worked with them and the, the show did open. But he is, his shows are done his way to leading to my favorite Simpsons joke of all time, which I feel like was written only for me, <laughs> which is, uh, I don't remember what the plot of the episode is, but the, the joke is that um, Marge hears Homer and Bart 
screaming, I'm going to kill you in the other room. And they run in. She goes, what are you doing? She goes, no, we're just rehearsing a play. And the book on the play says, I'm going to kill you by Edward Albee. It's a good joke. <laughs> and then they have a little d- dialogue. And then she leaves. And then two seconds later, Edward Albee pops around the corner and goes, I hear you're doing my play. And it was just <laughs> the like... It was such a specific theater joke. Like I laughed uh-huh. for two days at that uh-huh. joke, and like my parents had no idea what I was laughing at. But what do you? What is the? I'm not quite sure what my question is here exactly, but it, it, it's sort of along the lines of the argument that I got back from the college students was like, "This is our interpretation of this piece of art," mm-hmm. and I said, "Okay." But mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't you didn't get permission from the the Albie to do it. Like I know because he wouldn't have given it to you. Right. Um but also like what does where where for you does the line between like interpret I guess as somebody who's in charge of the sort of or mm-hmm. involved in publication, licensing rights and making sure that when things are licensed they're done properly right. and making sure everyone has all the materials they need right. to then do it properly. Um how do you answer that question, the line between, let's say, play interpretation and, and author's intent? I think if there's ever a question of your interpretation, give a second thought to the show that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there are plenty of plays out there in the world uh, that are open to interpretation or that can you can change whatever, you know, like take take any of all of the my colleagues at STC are going to be rolling in their graves but take any Shakespeare play and right. you could set it on the moon you can do whatever you want you can, it can speak to you however you want to be but if there is a show that you're reading that you licensed from a, a theater or from a publication uh, licensing and publication uh, firm or if you even if you're working directly with a playwright and you want to do their work and you're paying mm-hmm. them a royalty uh, if it hasn't come up beforehand then just like give it a second thought about what you actually want to be doing mm-hmm. do you want to do the uh, the goat or who is sylvia by edward albee or do you want to do something that in that works with whatever your interpretation is in which case try and find plays that are more in line with that or create your own right it's like that's like which that's is my what, response to that is always then write your own play <laughs> right write, write your own play that's easy now, for me to say so i, will, I don't i yeah. will say there are a handful of playwrights there you know there's a spectrum right because there are some playwrights mm-hmm. that are like don't you dare touch my work. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so, and, but there's also another end of the spectrum is like, we have a handful of playwrights who are very much like, do whatever you want with my play. Right. I don't care. Change the genders, change everything you want. If you're doing my play and you're paying me to do it, I don't care. Right. You know? And so if you want, like, like I said, if you want to find something that allows for that level of interpretation, find those pieces of work or create your own. Mm -hmm. Um, Because someone worked really, really hard on the play that they wrote. And if they don't want you to step aside from that or create your own interpretation of that, they probably did that for a reason. And it's, it's, it's their work. It's, it's kind of like, it's funny because there are also a lot of, as we're coming up with uh, plays a lot more. So now people are incorporating music into their plays, into the actual scripts, like, Mm -hmm. and then Beyonce's so-and-so plays. Um, And I immediately want to tell all of those playwrights is like, great. If someone was doing their own work and then took a chunk of your text right. and, and slapped it into in theirs, there. how would you feel if you weren't getting paid, right? right? So it's like it's just something that I think like people need to understand that there are always people behind the work. I know that Beyonce is not hurting for money. I know that like right. Neil Simon is not hurting for money. But that's not the point. The point yeah. is is that there is a piece of art that someone 
worked really, really hard on to create, and you should be honoring, at the very least, the effort that it took to get to that point in a script, in a published script. Well, and the two, actually, you, you remind me, I can link Neil Simon and what you just said into one story, which is that when you do rumors, because I did it in high school, um, you there's a segment in the middle of Act 2 where when the police are coming in, the the record player plays La Bamba loudly mm. and they're all dancing. And in the script, it says it has to be La Bamba and you have to license La Bamba to do it. And right. here's that information. Mm -hmm. You have to get this permission to perform La Bamba as part of rumors, call, you know, call this number. It was the nineties. It was probably like, right. You know, fax these people <laughs> and like, just say like, you're doing rumors and like, we want to do La Bamba and they'll probably, you know, the, you know, assumption being they'll give you the rights because this happens all the time. But if you, right. it says, if you do not license La Bamba, you cannot do this show mm -hmm. in kind of big, bold letters. And I remember being a high school student be like, that's nonsense. Like, who cares if it's, and I still, part of me is like, it doesn't have to be La Bamba, Neil. Like, I get it, <laughs> but okay. But I do appreciate that, like, he had a song. He really liked the song. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, no, this is the song you have to do. And you got to pay the people to do it. Right. And if so, if you do my show, you know, he was able to, now, you know, it wasn't a song that was obscure and, you know, had already <laughs> sold a lot. But at the same time, it was the sort of, you know, I don't know what his connection to that is. If he knows who has the publication rights and is trying to throw him a couple extra bucks, you know, every time they do a show. Yeah. Whatever. It, it's it, it, it's his right to do it. And, and you know, we, I, I, he doesn't have to explain himself to me. He's yeah. also dead. So yeah. he's, he's not going to explain himself <laughs> to me. He just died, actually. Uh, yeah. But so, yes, because I... I mean, now, but people often don't know, though, also, is that, like, if they're licensing a show from you, mm -hmm. they can contact you. Yeah. And you can put them in touch with, you can get answers to questions for them of, like, can we change this? Can we move that? Do we have to do this segment? Mm -hmm. Can we do it this way? Can I change this gender? Mm -hmm. You can easily find these people. Yeah. You know, pretty yeah. Easy. yeah. And even if in, even if we're not putting them directly in contact with the playwright for right. obvious reasons, we can we can talk to the appropriate people to get you the answers that you need. Yeah. Um, and... Sometimes people are a little bit more difficult to, to get back to us. Uh, sure. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're ready for us within like five minutes. They have an answer for you. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, we can we we are always trying to. Uh, we had the frit make theater happen was right. the like Samuel French sure, Cashway, sure, sure, sure. the 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 line, and we genuinely do want to actually live up to that. Yeah. Right. Is like if you are having trouble, please give us a call. We are happy to talk to you guys and talk to. Whatever questions you may have, or whatever interpretations you want to engage with, yeah. And if it doesn't work out, I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain that we'll have something to back that up with, either right. with an answer for a reason why, or a potential show that you could do in that stead, or yeah, whatever I was gonna the case say, may be. Because like you're one thing I was really impressed by, like there's like thirty people out there working right now, guys. Like somebody will will answer your email, but um. <laughs> Is the knowledge of the catalog mm -hmm. around here is very deep, and it, it seems that like if you say, "Well, we're doing this show, and we want to change this," we're well, not allowed to. But have you thought about doing mm -hmm. this show, which has similar cast size, similar themes, and mm -hmm. isn't as expensive, maybe, and and will let you do that thing, or or accommodates this need that you have, or whatever it it may be. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's a really, it's it's a it's a it's it's not as a, much of a like a high wall as people think it is i think when they license no. a show there is a i know people who have done i mean this is this, when you, because we're a musicals podcast when people do song time i have more than enough uh, number of people who have gotten in touch with the publishers about changing songs about mm. replacing i had a, a friend do um forum and wanted oh, to okay. replace a uh, song in act two which is um 
That'll Show Him, which is Philly's yeah. song, right. with a cut song called The Echo Song, which was an early song that was oh, cut. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got a response from Stephen Sondheim that said, sure, go ahead. Sheet music's available here. Go ahead and do it. And so, you know, and that's that's the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. basically. And so, like, I, they had contacted with, like, this is why we want to do it, and this is why I like that song, and all that sort of thing. But I get the feeling he would have been like, yeah, whatever. Like, you're paying for it. Yeah. Who cares? And thank you for asking would have been another like, yes. thing for him. Because that is often, I think, also a response from from a lot of playwrights. is like, if you ask permission to do something, playwriting, like, changing a play is one of those things where it is not better to, to say sorry than ask permission. I was is, just about yeah, to say. Is, which is a maxim I've lived a lot of my career by. Uh, but... It, it doesn't. It doesn't work. If 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 asked, I think a lot of playwrights, and given a good cause, especially mm-hmm. for smaller, younger theater groups, will be like, "All right, there's a way we can. There's maybe a middle ground we can find here, or a way we can work this out." And right. so you do my show, which is what the playwright wants ultimately right. is for you to perform the work. Yes, <laughs> but they yeah. want you to perform their work. Their work. Yes, because right. their name is on the work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I know it's not better to to say you're sorry than ask permission, because uh, you guys have grease, right? We do have grease. Yeah, so funny story, <laughs> true story. Um, when I was a junior in college, 2000, Catholic University, go Cardinals, uh, I was vice president of the student theater company, and we were doing grease. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were doing grease, and the director started to change the show and oh, no. add things and replace stuff with, because this, for those who don't know the stage version of Greece is wildly different than the film version yes um, especially I think now there's a third version you can do that brings in like you're the one that I want and so if I'm not mistaken because uh, it's been it, done on stage a few times so yes I don't, I don't know I don't think that we handled those handle, yeah, yeah but like the Broadway version does not include a lot of songs from the movie that you might know the amount of calls that we I'm get. sure oh my gosh I'm sure but so they started adding songs from the movie, changing things around, blah, 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 blah. And doing this thing, which is not a thing, guys, where people, this is a common thing people will say. It was like, no, 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 we just call it a cabaret. We don't charge admission and no one will care. Lies. It, it's all lies. People absolutely care, which I know because as it happened, and this is a one, in a, first of all, this is 2000, so this is pre-internet advertising. But as it happened, the non-actor of Greece was coming through, I think, Waldorf, Maryland. Oh, no. Right at the same time, found out we were doing Grease, and we got shut down by Sam French. And it was bad, because we then, as a student theater organization, got in trouble with the school, because there was a chance that this go this is very bad. The school could lose its like standing with Samuel French. This mm-hmm. is a very serious thing that happened. What we were able to do, luckily, this is how I went from being vice president to president, by the way, because the president had to resign, um, yeah. be, was that luckily the, the choreographer, Amber Browning-Coyle, she was, she's fantastic, she still is, um, got on the f- somehow got in touch with Sam French okay. and like negotiated a deal, which was really cool. I think she maybe got in touch with the cor- touring company. But either way, figured out like if we do the licensed ver- the license available version at this rate, and we don't charge admission, we can still do the show. Because this is Tech Week, I should also mention. Oh, we got shut down. Sure, sure. The show is going. And so everybody in that cast had to like relearn the show, learn different stuff. And and it went up. And you know, and it, it we had to send... I remember one of the stipulations was we had to send all of the photocopied scripts to Sam French so they could be destroyed, which was such a funny... Like I remember thinking, like, 
man, that's going to cost less in postage, but whatever, I guess. It's <laughs> part of the deal. Like, I don't know why you want them, but okay, you can have them. Um, but it was, I mean, that is an experience I, and my mentor at the time, Jane Pesci Townsend, kept saying to me things like, you're learning so much about producing. And I was like, I don't care. This is a nightmare. I don't want to learn any of this stuff. But it served me well to understand, like, this happens. And mm-hmm. when it happens, it breaks bad yep. very, very quickly. How do we, we were talking we about, were 35 talking about 35 million at a point in time. <laughs> we started talking about licensing. But it's all, it's all part of a piece. But it is, I, I mean, I think that one thing I want you to have the chance to sort of to agree with me on for publicly for people is that licensing a show is nothing to be scared of. No. And is not something where most shows do not exist under the onus of, listen, this is what it costs. I don't care what size you are. This is the price. This is the yada, yada, yada you know, all that. There's a lot of big, scary paperwork that goes with licensing, but it's really easy to read. Yeah. And if you, I, one of the things I really like about Sam French, and I have had this, had this experience later when I was president of the student theater organization, is reaching out was very easy and asking questions and accommodations. And I, that was easy 20 years ago. I can only imagine it's gotten easier. Yep. And there are real live people here <laughs> who will answer your question, who love theater as much as you do yes. and want you to put the show on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, we we want you to license shows. We yeah. want you to come to our catalog and find something that works yeah. for you. And, and that, are that, eager to develop relationships with theater companies mm-hmm. to do shows and do more shows. And right. Do, yeah, right. Yeah, we're, we're always... That's just good business. We're yeah. all, Well, it's good business, but it's always really exciting when we find theaters and producers and licensees who are equally as excited about theater as we are. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we get someone on the phone who is never license the show with us before or license a show period mm-hmm. but they have such a such a, a, a desire to, to to do it and to get be a part of it we'll take all the time that it takes mm-hmm. for you to 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 go through that process because we know that once you get over that hump then you will be able to do it continuously and we can find we'll get to know more about you and we'll get to know more about your theater and we'll get to say like great you did this show you really like this show we have five others that are in similar in tone or that we think that you'd like Mm -hmm. okay maybe not these three but these two great we'll find five more that are more like those two you know like you say there's ten thousand plays in the catalog there are so many plays where there's at least 10 of them that you can do yeah moment i'm i'm pretty sure yeah i am pretty sure now and that's the thing that you said that that we all have uh, a pretty good knowledge of our catalog and i think that that's that's true for a large majority of them there are things in our catalog that have been in our catalog for sure so many years sure so many years and the funny thing is, is that we get people who call and will ask about that one show that was published in like 1930 that we're like having to struggle to find like scans of mm-hmm. in our, f- and, and and we'll find it and we'll make it happen. But like, yeah, there's, there's stuff in our catalog that I've, I've never touched. And I probably, I mean, I could be here for a very long time and probably still wouldn't read everything in our catalog. Not even close. I don't know how you would. Not that's, even close. Well, yeah. and the thing is that like, well, I'm also part of your job is to find new things for the catalog. Yeah. You'd have to stop I, that and just go backwards. It's a, yeah, it's, it's really, I try and find time to read things in our back catalog. Mm-hmm. I try and do at least once a month. Hmm. I try. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from March to probably like until after the Tonys, that is not going to happen. But once the Tonys are over, then I'll then I'll start reading some more stuff that mm-hmm. happened before things. I was here. Yeah. Sure. 
The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Original Cast Pod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on all platforms at Unknown Penguin. Enjoying yourself? Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and tell the world. You can also find the original cast on Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, and wherever fine podcasts are available. My thanks to Garrett Anderson for talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Ah!